Hesalofis Anatasanya Bhavana Sit comfortably with the back straight, head straight, body relaxed, eyes open, maintaining an unfocused gaze. As you breathe in, you mentally recite, that's not mine. Breathe out, that's not me. Breathe in, that's not myself. Breathe out, thus is this. Breathe in, to be seen. Breathe out as it is. Try to remain absolutely still.
check that your posture is straight, back straight, head straight, body relaxed, eyes open, maintaining an unfocused gaze. Ask yourself, what's the mind aware of right now? If it's not caught up in thinking, imagination, perceptions, what can the mind be aware of happening at the senses right now? At our anchor, except whatever happens as products of causes and conditions, these include thoughts, visions, perceptions, and so forth. So don't push them away. Don't follow or indulge in them. Don't just ignore them either. Acknowledge them and let them go by anchoring yourself to the senses. Any sense. And while you have the senses, free and easy, touch and go. Allow the mind to freely move among the senses. Take it easy. Don't try to note every single thing that occurs. Step back and just allow the mind to pick up whatever it can. That's good enough. Touch and go, meaning don't linger in any object, don't hold on any object. Once you are aware of an object, ask the mind, what else can it be aware of? If you're ready, 
instead of going up to the objects of the senses, you could just stay at the place where you perceive or think or feel that the mind is. Wherever you think, feel or perceive the mind to be, stay there and keep on asking, what's the mind aware of? And let the objects come to the mind rather than go out to the senses to sense the objects. If you can't locate where the mind is, another way of doing it is to maintain panoramic awareness, adjust your focal point to a space where you don't really see anything in particular, and from there you can ask, what's the mind aware of? For those who are sleepy, drowsy, or have dull minds, you have to adopt another strategy. Not free and easy, touch and go, but point and shoot, hit and run. You have to use more directed awareness. Point your attention to a particular sense object. Shoot in the sense of focus on it just for a moment. Hit and run in the sense of not staying with it but going on to the next one. This is to give the mind more work, to energize it, 
And don't move from one touch point to another. Move from one sense object to another object of another sense. And then you move around the senses. Also, pay more attention to your posture. Make sure that your back and head are always straight. Eyes open. Open your eyes wider. Look further into the distance. If you're sleepy, if you're still sleepy, you can make the mind more active by asking the mind how many different types of sounds can it pick up. How many different types of sensations in the body can it notice? But don't stay at one sense to do that. You alternate from sense to sense and uh, find out the different sounds, find out the different touch points or sensations. If you are still sleepy, you can also... Look at certain objects rather than just maintain an unfocused gaze. Look at a particular object and see how the mind responds, what sort of thoughts are going on in the mind. But don't just stay there, move on to the next object in the next sense. Be patient with pain and discomfort. Don't simply move at the slightest discomfort. Don't be a slave of your unconscious habits. 
when you program the mind to stay absolutely still, you will be able to catch the urges of wanting to move, wanting to scratch, wanting to adjust. Catch them, but don't pursue them. Don't focus on painful areas. Keep the pain in the background. Move around, be aware of other objects. You're not ignoring the pain because it's so obvious it's still there, but you don't focus on it. Watch the dialogue that goes on in your mind with respect to the pain. And bear with it, move on to other objects as far as you can, as much as you can, until you feel that you have reached your threshold and there are more and more urges of wanting to move and more and more aversion, then you can move mindfully, being aware of the whole process before, during and after. If you're still sleepy, after trying all those tricks that I shared with you, stand up. Don't be shy. That's not yours. That's not you. That's not yourself. That's just a product of causes and conditions. So standing up is also a cause and condition for that might help you to wake up and be more alert.
Remember that coming back to your senses is just a means. We're not so much interested in the objects of the senses. That's why I ask you to maintain an unfocused gaze to try to practice panoramic awareness, not only with respect to vision, but to all the senses. So we're not trying to zoom in to find out what sort of sound it is, not trying to see the arising and the passing away of the sounds, not trying to see the arising and passing away of sensations, not trying to distinguish the different elements in the body. We're just knowing that there are sounds going around, knowing that there are sensations in the body. And more importantly, we are interested in the subject, not the object. The behavior of the mind that is aware of all these things that are happening at the senses. the feelings, the perceptions, the sankharas. They're just uh, awareness, the consciousness. The sankharas here include all your comments, judgments, memory, uh, perceptions of how things should be, your ideas, your projections, all these are under sankharas. You want to see all these in terms of cause and conditioning so that you can realize that it's not yours, it's not you, it's not yourself, it's just products of causes and conditions. So remember that when you get off the cushion, that's when you put your charged battery into your handphone and you're going to get a lot of input from your senses. A lot of calls and messages will come in. Watch your mind to see how it's reacting. Very important to see how your ideas are formed because a lot of our suffering are created by ourselves, by our own minds, by our own projections, expectations, hopes. So I hope that you will be able to continue to practice. You may start off your formal walking by repeating this Anatta Sanya Bhavana for a while, not necessarily to follow your breath, you can do it at your own pace, and after that you can drop that chanting and just be aware. Or if the chanting is going on in the background, let it be, but just try to practice this panoramic awareness when you're walking. In the Satipatthana Sutta, or rather in the sections on Satisambhajanya, mindfulness and clear awareness, 
You're supposed to act with clear awareness when you are walking forwards and turning back to walk, looking in the front and turning to look backwards, when you're stretching and bending your arms and so forth, all these physical activities. But at the end, there's also one part which says, when you're silent, you act with full awareness. When you're talking, you act with full awareness. When you're sleeping, you act with full awareness. I think I told one yogi to try to find out when you're sleeping, when does sleep actually occur? You are sleeping and you try to watch your mind to see when the mind actually drops off to sleep, transition from a wakeful state to a sleepy state, to a state where you sleep. Then when you're remaining silent, you're supposed to act with clear awareness. Well, even though you're silent, verbally you're not saying anything, but there could be a lot of internal dialogue going on in your mind. Know what's happening. The sutta called Satisutta says, you understand initial thoughts, feelings and perceptions as they arise, persist and pass away. So that is the clear awareness of these things. Now when it comes to talking, talking is one of the most difficult things to be mindful of. It's easier to listen. Somebody is talking, you listen, you can still pay attention to your body. And let's say 60-40. You are 60% aware of your body as an anchor. And the other 40%, you are listening to what the other person is saying. At the same time, you are also looking at the body language. When you maintain this 60-40 sort of ratio, then you have a sense of objectiveness. If not, if you just go fully engaged into the conversation, you tend to get lost and the ego will come in. And then you have all these perceptions and projections of the other person, what the other person is trying to say, where he or she is coming from, or his past behavior will influence the way you are receptive to what is being said. By maintaining this 60-40 ratio, when you are listening, you allow yourself to be objective. This is almost like maintaining a panoramic awareness. You are not focusing on anything. You are in a space between an object and yourself, so you get an overview of things. Listening, 60-40. When you're talking, more difficult because you got not only have to apply the bar test of what you're going to say and then when you say it, the mind works so fast, what you intend to say might not turn out to be what you actually say. You have also got to watch out while you are speaking. Speaking is very difficult but it is something that you need to practice because you're going down and you can't remain silent when you're down. Here, from today onwards, you will be allowed to have a mindful conversation. But while you are conversing, as I said, when you are listening, 60-40. When you are talking, maybe it's, you cannot maintain a 60-40, maybe 40-60, whatever. But try to still be mindful of what you are going to say, apply the bar test, 
and be aware of your voice, of your tone, or perhaps your voice chords, and speak slowly. Another thing that you need to understand is that you can engage in conversation only that are relevant to the retreat. You can discuss about the topics of my Dhamma talk or about practice, but no discussion about how Donald Trump is managing America, okay? Or anything that's happening, no politics, nothing. Everything must be in relation to this retreat. Mind your conversation topic and try to speak slowly. Don't get too involved in your speaking. Another thing is uh, the place where you can speak. You can have your conversations at the dining hall or at the former dining hall at, uh, near FGL where you've got seats uh, under the trees facing Taiping town. These are the two places that you can have conversations. Other than that, you can also have conversation while you're having a meal. It's a bit more difficult. But that's what you do also, right? When you go out for lunch with friends, you talk. It's time to try to put it into practice. In other places like here, MPH, GGS, please don't talk. And don't talk along the way either, unless it's absolutely necessary. All right? Happy mindful conversation. <laughs>